Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and slash hypergig with details. Episode 157, Eco-Friendly Frugality. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast, where you'll learn to save money, money, embrace simplicity, and live a richer life. Here are your hosts, Jen and Jill. Welcome to another episode of Frugal Friends Podcast. My name is Jen. My name is Jill. And today we are talking about the intersection of frugality and environmentalism. And for some of you, you're like, yes, I've been here with you for several years. And to other people, you're like, how I can't afford reusable plastic silicone bags. I can't afford to be an environmentalist. (laughs) What are we doing? Beeswax saran wrap. (laughs) Yeah. So we're here to like totally open up the intersection between these two, why they belong together and why they are attainable together and how to do it. So that's what we're talking about today. Yeah. There's space for all of us, wherever you find yourself on this spectrum. So happy you're here, but first our sponsors, Mm. the emergency fund, whether it's $500, $1,000, $15,000. I feel like I'm on a game show. I put you there. Thank you. You need money set aside in case you're laid off, you're unable to work, or for any other emergency expense, we know they happen. And keeping it in a high-yield savings account separate from your regular checking and savings lessens the likelihood of us actually spending that money on non-emergency things. So any high yield savings account without fees or minimum balance requirements will do. Currently, we like Axos Bank for its lack of fees and impressive 0.61% APY, which is great in these current circumstances. And when you sign up for an account through FugalFriendsPodcast.com slash Axos, you support the show at no extra cost to you. So again, that's FugalFriendsPodcast.com slash A-X-O-S. Get that emergency fund. Mm. Today's episode is also brought to you by reusing. It sits between reduce and recycle on the cycle of stuff. Kind of how Jill noticed I reused my sponsor from 110 episodes ago uh, for this episode and made me change it. I also reused an article. I made her find another one because I had to write a new sponsor and I can't do everything, you know. Reusing. Good for stuff. Bad for content, I guess. This feels like so much more than about the sponsor. It's like simultaneously a dig at me while also, 
yeah, a, just a good sponsor. Promoting reusing for sure. And you're it's congruent <laughs> though, Jen. You're sustainable in your content, really. Thank it's you. the same message you wanted to say a year ago. Well, if you're wondering if we've changed our ideas about environmentalism and frugality from in the last two years, we haven't. <laughs> Obviously, it's our. Uh, still true. Episode 48 uh, is why frugality is environmentally friendly. So I reuse, without realizing it, my sponsor and the first article for this. And so I'm glad. Thank you, Jill, for noticing that so that we can give people some unique perspective for this episode. Mm -hmm. But if you are interested in what those are, because obviously they're good, like if I'm reusing them and didn't even know, check out You do like the frugal woods. Oh, gosh. Well, yeah, spoiler alert, it was from Frugal Woods. So episode 48 for that. And then you can also check out episode 103 is our episode on a frugal zero waste lifestyle. So this one will be a little different from those. But if you're interested, definitely add those two to your play next. Yes. Well, let's get into this article that is new and fresh to us. That Jill found. It's not (laughs) recycled content. This is new, but still sustainable. It comes from Brightly. They actually also have a podcast. So this is very meta in that these are show notes for another podcast episode. So (laughs) feel free to check them out too. But talking about making sustainability affordable What did you think about this article, Jen, since I had to find it, since you can't do it all? (laughs) I loved it. I love it when we go through other podcast show notes, actually, because people listening to this already like podcasts. And so if we can find another one that maybe will just expound on some of the concepts we bring here, I love that. So this one has a lot of tips, but then I also loved the first section called is sustainability just for the wealthy because mm-hmm. that is a big argument when it comes to um, really a frugality in big picture because a lot of people believe that frugality and sustainability and, and eco-friendly living is actually reserved for people of privilege, people that actually have money to save money, to buy more expensive products. And so that is something that we are trying to, that's a myth we're trying to debunk and show that any eco, like economic standing can practice frugality, can practice sustainability. Everyone's just going to be doing it to a different extent. Mm. I will say at this point, it's not unfounded, right? This con- mm-hmm. this concept must come from somewhere of that costs money. It's not as if we're pulling that idea out of thin air. It is true that you could buy products that advertise themselves as eco-friendly, sustainable, reusable, that are very expensive, or that just look really pretty. And then they're also sustainable and environmentally friendly. And we're saying, yes, that is a way of going about being environmentally friendly. It's not the only way. And in some cases, it is not the way at all, even though it's advertising to be so. Mm -hmm. There are just advertisers and marketers out there who know that we value these things and we'll try to make their product look that way, even though it's uh, not helping the environment or it's not even that sustainable. So that's where some of these concepts come from. But we want to position 
this topic in the framework of frugal lifestyle, that they can partner together. They're not mutually exclusive. And I like some of the arguments that she makes at the beginning of this article or her show notes for her podcast, (laughs) talking about environmentally friendly, being environmentally friendly and sustainable. It doesn't have to be beautiful. I think a lot of times our concepts of it come from the gram Instagram for those of you who are not as savvy as Jill. (laughs) I'm not even that savvy. I don't even know how how to work Instagram. It's like not even for the elder millennials. I don't even understand it. (laughs) Anyhow, it doesn't have to look like how we've imagined it. It's similar to, I think, minimalism that or simple living. We often have this like idea, this picture in our heads of what that looks like. And so we kind of want to debunk some of that, that it doesn't have to be beautiful. It can be beautiful if we want it to be, but it doesn't have to be grammable. I also really like the argument that this makes. I hadn't thought about it in this way before, but... Being environmentally friendly, it doesn't necessarily mean that we have to purchase the products. It's not like a race for what products are most friendly, but where is the least impact? That Mm -hmm. was a total mindset shift just reading this article for me. Like It's not about collecting all of the products that say they're friendly for the ecosystem, but where do we have the least amount of impact? And I think that's where we see the most frugality and less spending. Absolutely. I loved the quote from the Frugal Woods article we covered last time is that you cannot buy your way to green. That mm-hmm. is not the way to be environmentally friendly. It is when you maybe have to buy something and you intentionally want it to be less impactful. Um, There are definitely other ways to go about it than buying new products, and we'll get into that, but you cannot buy your way to green. It's really a a lifestyle that comes on what you, more so what you don't do versus what you do. Yeah. It is so interesting to me how sustainability has become this thing that we think is connected with privilege and wealth because the resourcefulness that it actually requires is something that I think we've learned out of the Great Depression or when we look at countries or cultures that are developing or not wealthy. Like that's where we find the true tools for sustainability. So it's quite mind boggling to me, even that it's become something so different than that, which I guess we can thank advertisers and marketers for that one. Absolutely. Because I see when I think of minimalism or simple living or environmentalism, I think of the white wall with the white table and the Swedish chair and and all of these. Yes. And all of these things are quite expensive because they are trendy. Um, But that's actually not what real life minimalism and environmentalism looks like. It is Mm -hmm. not actually beautiful. (laughs) I mean, I love my cushy brown couch from Goodwill. Like, I think it looks great, but it does not look as good as my old couch that I bought new, Mm -hmm. um, but was extremely uncomfortable. So yeah, it's not, you're not putting my living room in a magazine, but it's very minimal. And I think nine out of 10 items were bought used. So that's, yeah. And so where frugality meets environmental friendlyism, 
I made up that word, is this work with what you got mentality. Mm-hmm. It's not a, how do I go out and purchase something that's going to be friendly? It's how do I make the least amount of impact and work with what I already have? Mm-hmm. And what can I not buy? What are things that I can do without so mm-hmm. that I can just avoid it all together? Yes. So let's look at some of the tips that they give for mm-hmm. here. Um, and this first one is a personal favorite of mine. And I just had a conversation with somebody in my Instagram DMs about this uh, this past weekend, actually. And it's buying clothing secondhand mm-hmm. and also selling on thrift apps. So when you have clothes that you want to get rid of, instead of just hauling them off to Goodwill, uh, they already get way too many clothes. If you can, the better stuff, selling it on thrift apps. Like Poshmark is a great one. You can also send things to ThreadUp. There, it's not as great. You don't get as much money back, but it's a lot easier if you don't have the time. Mm -hmm. So I love buying clothing secondhand. It's something that I almost strictly uh, buy clothing secondhand. Um, But I was talking to somebody on DMs about store credit cards, and I think store credit cards are the worst credit cards. And you know I love credit cards rewards, and I think store credit cards are the worst because not only do they have the highest interest rate and some of the worst rewards, but they actually cause people to impulse buy more from these stores because they have this kind of like sunk cost feeling because they have these discounts. So, and they're like, well, I have these discounts and I'll lose them if I don't use them, yada, yada. Um, Or I have a discount, I'll buy more to make my discount worth more, Mm. which I think is horrible. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't, I mean, we overspend so much on new clothes and the girl I was talking to like disagreed with me, but it is, you have to pick and choose the things I guess the hills you're going to die on for for what you want to do, what works in your life. Um, but for me, buying clothing secondhand is just like a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. I've not even bought clothing. I can't remember the last time I bought clothing, which feels so good. I used to be so addicted to buying clothes. Yeah. Living in a motorhome ruined me in the best <laughs> I, way. I had to um, – I'm in the process of buying a new bathing suit because I haven't bought one in maybe like five years, and I do yeah. want to buy that new. That's kind of a place where I will draw the line. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> But it is really hard. There's so many choices. Mm-hmm. When you're at a thrift store, like most of the things – you hate, I hate. So there's just like a few choices for me. But when you have, when there's my size and everything, there's just too much to choose from. And it's all like triple the price that I'd normally pay. So it's Mm -hmm. difficult there as well. Mm -hmm. So your mindset kind of changes when you switch over to strictly secondhand. When you start to buy like new things, you definitely overthink it makes it harder to buy on impulse. So that's nice. Well, yeah. I mean, if you're anything like me, if I'm going to buy new, then it better be a quality product that's going to last me Mm -hmm. for a very long time. So yeah, it is a bigger commitment then. So I like this other tip that she gives on here. And this is not one that I've seen on many articles or here talked about often related to this topic, but to use up what you already have before replacing it with something that is eco-friendly. So let's say you are realizing, oh, I want to be aware of the impact on my environment and within my household. That can sometimes lead us to throwing away all of our products that seem 
non-friendly, when in reality, that is going to also not be great for the environment Mm -hmm. to throw out all of these chemicals and plastics so that we can go out and buy new stuff that is advertising itself as eco-friendly. So they're arguing, okay, maybe make sure that your next purchase or even just make your own, what I'm thinking, cleaning products really, before doing that, use up what you already have. That's going to be better for the environment anyhow. And then I also like what they talk about with swapping. So if you find a product that it doesn't really work for you, rather than throwing it out, seeing if anybody else in your community or your friend group could use it or swap it. There are apps, platforms where people, even if you don't have someone within your immediate circle, you could swap products with. There's one in particular, I think it's related to like beauty products where you can swap. Uh, Makeup Alley is a community of women where they review products and swap products that they might be displeased with. So that's one example and, and feel free to look for more, but I think that's an excellent way to not just throw stuff out, even if it's not working for you or it's not what you want. This is a place where frugality and minimalism and environmentalism kind of like come to a head where they don't just align perfectly because in minimalism and simple living, you just want to get rid of all of it. But if you want to be kind to the environment, it's better to use up some of that instead of getting rid of all of it. So maybe if you're finding yourself in this weird place, think about what you're actually going to use, what you could use, and then maybe keeping enough for the next six months, nine months, a year, whatever, and then getting rid of the rest. Mm -hmm. But make sure it's stuff you know you will use, not just things like, I hope I can use this or I could use this. It's far better to offer that up in your buy nothing group to somebody who will actually use it than it is to have the hopes and dreams of of using it. Because even if it's sitting in your closet, yeah, I mean, it might not be in a landfill, but it's still doing the same thing. So, Mm -hmm. so be aware of that. And related to that concept, another tip on here I've not seen before is trying samples of things before splurging on clean products, whether it's a beauty product or a cleaning product any type of product, see if you can try a sample first to be aware of whether or not you like it or it works for you so that it's not another thing that gets thrown out. Yeah, this is so you could maybe ask at a a salon or a place that sells beauty products for a sample. But you can also ask friends, be like, hey, does anybody use this? I'd like to try it and see if anyone will offer you up just a little sample. It doesn't seem weird to me. And Facebook or Instagram could be a really good place to find a friend that can offer you a sample. Mm -hmm. Yeah, your buy nothing groups on Mm -hmm, Facebook. Plenty of spots. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. Anything else on this article for you, Jen? I really liked the uh, get DIY around the house. Mm. Uh, So definitely not like taking on things that are out of your realm, but kind of getting creative with what you could. So she recommends like this girl on DIY. She gets crafty around the house. She recommends DIY Network's tips to renovate your home sustainably, but she recommends like washing clothes in cooler temperatures, which I'm not sure why that's on here. Maybe I'm reading it wrong, but 
like turning off the lights when you leave a room, unplugging electronic items, which is all great. I don't understand how it's like DIY, but they're all good recommendations. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So for me, when I think about getting DIY, it's like, so our windows were letting out heat. So our energy bill was like through the roof. Mm. So we actually considered replacing some windows ourselves. And we would have done that. We had too many windows that needed replacing, but it is something we looked into. It's like, how can I lower my electric bill, lower my impact on the energy grid and save some money? So that ended up not being a thing that we could do. But if it was just one, like one or two windows, we would have DIY'd it. But Mm. so that's kind of the first thing that comes to mind, like thinking of what are things that I could DIY to get a, to become more eco-friendly but also like get a good return on investment be and save money on. Well, related to energy usage, I think it's worth checking if you live in in a city or borough, some some locations will even offer credits or benefits for upgrading to some of these more energy efficient, whether it's windows or appliances, or I even know St. Pete, the city of the sunshine city of St. Pete, Florida will give you like $75 back for replacing your toilet with an energy efficient toilet. So I know that that's not just a St. Pete thing. Check with Mm -hmm. your city to see what the different credits or rebates might be for being more aware of your energy usage and finding alternatives. Yes, we have gotten two toilet rebates for replacing our toilets. And we got a rebate for the windows as well. So that was nice. We ended up not having to pay our energy bill. The rebate was so high, we didn't have to pay our energy bill for a month and a half. So, So amazing. Yeah, that was great. So that's the last one on this article. I don't love creating my spending plan each month, and it took me a while to find a budgeting app that had simple features, but didn't feel and look like a spreadsheet. If that's you too, Monarch's the way to go. Monarch is the top-rated, all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. I like how easy it is to customize my budget and create automatic transaction rules. The transaction widget helps me stay on top of my spending. After using Monarch for several months, I understand why it's the top rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash frugal. For your extended 30-day free trial, go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal for an extended 30-day free trial. My favorite part about spring cleaning is that post-clean clarity when I'm like, wow, I can finally think clearly. How was I functioning in that mess before? It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. If this sounds like the type of spring cleaning your finances need right now, then it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Plus, you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. 
To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash frugal. That's mintmobile.com slash frugal. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash frugal. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Our next article is one I found that was unique to this. It's from greenforesters.com. And it's called Sustainable Living on a Budget. And she says green living is not a luxury. And she gets right into it with saying, like, some people think living green is a luxury, and it's not always the case. Like, years ago, people used to live very sustainably in order to be frugal. It wasn't the other way around. Mm -hmm. So like we said again, Jill, with these like people in developing countries, they live super sustainably. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's not, you know, to be frugal. Um, so, and I love well, it. All it, of, it is. It's to, well, yeah. sa- you know, save on your resources and use what you have and make it extend and last longer. Yeah. It's resourceful. Yeah. And that's what we believe frugality is, is being a good steward of your resources. And that's why we think being eco friendly is frugal because we don't want to just be good stewards of our money because what is it worth if you all you care about is money? Like we also want to be good stewards of our time, um, of our material possessions, of our schedule, and our environmental resources. And so that's why this is so important to us. Yeah. I really enjoyed how this article paired both sustainability and frugality in very overt ways. Mm -hmm. So it gives a tip and then it explains why that tip is sustainable. And then another paragraph on why that tip is also frugal. It's so good. It really breaks it down in some great ways for, you know, making it simple for someone like me. Uh, And yeah, just driving home this point again, that green doesn't have to be considered a luxury. It may not look the way that we think that it looks, but it's definitely not just for the wealthy. The first tip that stood out for me on this was the making your own products. I know we've talked about this in the past, even on our cleaning episode, really considering making our own, not purchasing. And in that way, we're reducing the amount of plastics and packaging that we're buying and eventually throwing out. It can have a better impact on the environment because often when we make our own, well, we obviously choose the ingredients that we put into it, but it's more attainable to choose ingredients that are more natural and more friendly to the environment. And of course, that is less expensive if we're utilizing some of these more natural products that we might already have around the house. I know for me, I typically just clean with vinegar and water. Sometimes you can clean with lemon juice. Like we think that cleaning products are so complicated, but they really don't have Mm -hmm. to be. Again, thanks to the advertisers and marketers making us think that it's like little magic dust that's put into cleaning products. And no, it's chemicals that you actually don't need to get a good scrub. Just a little bit of elbow grease. I love this. I love 
YouTubers and TikTokers, like cleaning YouTubers and cleaning TikTokers, I'm very obsessed. Like, give me a good time lapse of somebody cleaning their house and I will Mm. sit through it. And they're professionals and they use super simple homemade products, like all of them. Like, I, my favorite TikToker, she's like, you, she uses Dawn Power Wash for everything, Mm -hmm. like everything, like from bathrooms to kitchen. She's like, unless you're eating off of it, Dawn is perfectly good. And Mm -hmm. so now I've started, I will clean everything with just this uh, two cups of water and a teaspoon of Dawn. And that is kind of my my go-to everyday cleaning spray. Yeah, And I love it. That's not necessarily like a make your own fully from scratch, but in some ways, yes, you are stretching that out. Honestly, like Dawn, we're not sponsored by Dawn, but I have learned like you can't use most things on granite countertops. Like Dawn is pretty much the only thing that you should be cleaning granite countertops with. So yes, just to your point, there's a lot of different ways that specifically Dawn can be used. Yeah. Otherwise, vinegar. Yeah. Dawn, if you're listening, please. I know. <laughs> the only downside to them, I learned this from my mother-in-law, they can make sponges smell. Like when you use it hmm. for cleaning dishes, uh, long-term, they really like make my dish sponges stink. Maybe you should switch to rags instead of sponges, Yes, which is another mm. recommendation mm. on this list. Thank I you, think Jen. it's on this list where we go all the way down maybe. Nope, it's not, but it is a recommendation on a list that I found is switching to those rags and just being able to wash them. Yeah, that's true. You know, and then getting rid of sponges, which is kind of, we try to do that as much as possible. We do have sponges and we do get rid of them, but... Some people say you can put a sponge in the microwave. I mean, you can wash them. For me, it hasn't taken the smell out to wash them. But Hmm. people say put them in the microwave, but I don't have a microwave. so You can use my microwave if you want. (laughs) No, I'm not going that far. I'll just do rags. The professional cleaning TikToker also uses the Scrub Daddy. That's the only sponge she uses. So I don't know how different that that is. It fell apart within two months. It had completely like disintegrated. Mm, interesting. I yeah. was going to try a scrub daddy because then you can use the eyes and the mouth. Yeah. Like small things just go right through them. I had no idea what hate, the face was for. Right. No, and that's what it's that's for. That's what it's for. I hate to break it to you. It just disintegrated. It fell apart. Okay. Good to know. Yep. Rags. Rags. Let's just stick Let's with just rags. Let's just stick with cutting up old t-shirts and sweaters uh-huh. and beach towels and rags. Rags for the win. Rags for the win. Okay. The next one that on my this is actually on the list, my favorite, eat less meat and dairy. Mm. And this is a big reason why I was a vegetarian for 10 years. And actually, Travis and I have started talking about going back to a mostly plant-based diet uh, just because it's cheaper, because meat is always the most expensive part of our grocery budget, um, besides our boxes of RX bars, but also <laughs> not sponsored by them. But it's always the most expensive part, and I don't even really love meat. It's just something I'm trying to like get more protein, but I love protein powder, like protein shakes. Mm-hmm. So it's become this like crisis in me. So. It says, and I don't, the statistic is not cited, so I cannot confirm it, but it says in the article that animal products 
create 18% of all greenhouse gas emissions, which is more than all transportation emissions combined. And I have heard that individual transportation emissions do not add up to a lot in the grand scheme of things. So if you're worrying about your commute and thinking we're going to tell you to bike, you don't have to do that. It is um, on the list. Unless you want to. It is on the list. Yeah. And there's a lot of benefits to exercise, but. Yes. Uh, But (laughs) it is more so like industries that are contributing to these greenhouse gases. So if we buy fewer of the things, because money talks, we vote with our money. If we buy the things, companies are going to keep producing them and they're going to keep producing greenhouse gas emissions. But if we stop or severely limit what we buy, then we are telling them that this is no longer acceptable and we will choose to buy things with, you know, net zero carbon emissions and stuff like that. Or just that this stuff isn't important to us anymore and we won't buy it in general. So that is super important and can be more powerful than maybe buying a Prius. Yeah. Interesting. I also like simple tip on here is BYO cups and bags. They're very simple, but we do use them on a very regular basis. And so strongly consider replacing those water bottles, those plastic purchasing water with just a water bottle, reusable water bottle. Certainly bags when we're talking about going grocery shopping or any other type of situation where you might need a bag. Certainly there's a lot of stores that will charge you for bags. So that's definitely a reason to bring your own. Shout out Aldi. But also to not have so many bags that you just throw away that all that plastic. So bringing your own can be super useful. I know I have found even the reusable cups being super helpful as I host people. Like if you've got a lot of people in your house, you've got a lot of kids, you just like to collect them or a lot of people visiting rather than giving them water out of plastic bottles that are constantly being thrown away or hopefully recycled at least. Yeah, consider reusable water bottles. It is still shocking to me how many people use plastic bottles regularly. And I get it. Sometimes tap water just tastes gross. Mm -hmm. But if that's you and you know that your tap water consistently tastes gross, then think of a long-term solution. And it may cost you a little bit more upfront than just buying a gallon of water or some bottles of water. But... In the long run, it will probably save you money and it will Mm -hmm. definitely help the environment. Yeah, consider water filters. I know we did a Berkey when we were in the motorhome so that we didn't have to keep buying water. We didn't even have space to store plastic water bottles, even if we wanted that. But in that process, I also learned that people will DIY their own Berkey water filters. If you don't know what I'm talking about, then, well, you can Google it, but it filters water through charcoal and makes it taste incredible. Like we drove all over the place and very consistent in water flavor, which I am picky about, but you can make your own out of like pots, big like cooking pots and just buying the filter rather than the entire Berkey setup. So that's just a side tip for those of you who are particular about water, but also care about not throwing about out a ton of plastic. Yeah. 
So anything else on this list, Jill? Something that I've never seen before on an article like this that I think is just worth mentioning. I think it's interesting. They talk about going for a more native landscape in your yard rather than paying a bunch of money for grass seed or plants that maybe might not be native to do some research and work on developing a more natural to your environment and context type of landscape and lawn which could lead to just greater levels of sustainability. It can yield better like crops of whatever plants you have in your yard, and it is better for the pollinating insects and birds and animals and all of that if they're interacting with the vegetation that is native to your area. So yeah, I thought that that was an interesting approach and I think can certainly lead to frugality as well if you're just utilizing your own property. I know for me in landscaping my new house, new to me, (laughs) utilizing just things that are already on the property has been amazing. Propagating some of the plants that are already here rather than going out and purchasing. So yeah, Just a new tip, new to me tip thought I'd share. Yeah, and looking for plant swaps in your area. I know we went to one of those recently and that was really fun. And you can find all kinds of native plants because those are going to be the ones that people are swapping because they have too many of them. Yes. So yeah, those are really easy to find. And then as you get deeper and deeper into the planter's cove, I don't know what that is, but it's like their secret club. And as you learn more about plants... You can then give them as gifts. Talk about frugal sustainability. Absolutely. And people love plants. Most people do. You always tell me you're going to kill it. Um, It doesn't stop me. (laughs) 75% of the time I do, but I have been successful with 25% of my plants. So great. And I'm proud of that because it was 100% likelihood that I was going to kill them. (laughs) And I have been able to... Granted, one of those is a cactus, so <laughs> it but, loves not being watered and yeah, ignored. Yeah, you know uh, what that's else? My kind of plant we haven't killed and has lived on for nearly yes. three years. Three years. Three years. The, the bill, bill of the, the week. right it's time for the best minute of your entire week maybe a baby was born and his name is william maybe you paid off your mortgage maybe your car died and you're happy to not have to pay that bill anymore duck bills buffalo bills bill clinton this is the bill of the week hi jen and jill this is sarah calling in for my bill of the week Um, so i recently started teaching with vip kid And all of my students in China pick American names that they go by. And today on my schedule, I have, you guessed it, a William. So I will actually be teaching a bill this week. I hope you all are having a great day and I love listening to the podcast. Bye. (laughs) Yes! Jen and I are doing happy dances as we were listening, Sarah, both of our hands, fists even, fists up in the air, just pounding the sky. Yes. Yes, for that child. 
and his wise name selection. Ugh. Did I hear that this was a side hustle? Yeah, I'm VIP Or kid. just a new job. Whatever it is, you're being resourceful in finding employment. I hope that it's going well. Anyone who I who I've heard has taught with VIP Kid. It has gone well. So, and even especially if it's a side hustle, that's amazing. And what a treat yes. for your side hustle. That what a bill of the week, Sarah. Uh, let's see if our second bill of the week can top it. Hi, Jen and Jill. This is Andrea, um, and I'm calling about a bill that I received this year from the chiropractor and physical therapy office that I was going to while I was training for the 2019 Chicago Marathon. The bill came out to be $578, and I was shocked because I thought that my appointments were fully covered by my insurance. Um, I reached out to the patient advocates and they actually ended up rerunning the bill and applying my maximum benefits. And the bill then came out to about $14. But because the appointment dates were so old, they wrote that off as well. And so I had a $0 balance, which was a huge relief and a huge win. And I just wanted to call in and let you guys know about it. Um, This just seemed like the perfect forum to express my joy. So thank you. And I love the podcast. Ah! Yes. Oh, that one was as good. I love hearing people who have negotiated medical bills. It is uh, light in my life. How amazing just that you picked up the phone and called and went from 500 something to zero dollars. How many of us have overpaid just because we didn't want the nuisance of calling or don't think we're going to get anywhere? Mm -hmm. Andrea, this is the platform to share and celebrate. Thanks for sharing your bill of the week. Yeah, and I hope that marathon went well. I mean, let's not gloss over that. Like you ran the Chicago Marathon. (laughs) Nah, it's more about the bill. (laughs) I acknowledge you. I see you. If you want to submit your bill of the week, whether it's about running a marathon or teaching a William, visit frugalfriendspodcast.com slash bill. Leave us your bill. I don't love creating my spending plan each month, and it took me a while to find a budgeting app that had simple features but didn't feel and look like a spreadsheet. If that's you too, Monarch's the way to go. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. I like how easy it is to customize my budget and create automatic transaction rules. The transaction widget helps me stay on top of my spending. After using Monarch for several months, I understand why it's the top rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash frugal. For your extended 30-day free trial, go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal for an extended 30-day free trial. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. 
So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. Today's bill is brought to you by another podcast. If you like podcasts, you'll definitely want to subscribe to Frugal Living. It's sponsored by Brad's Deals, one of the longest-running deal sites on the internet, and it's chock full of savings hacks, financial tips, and stories on how to live better for less. They just started their second season, and they're covering a variety of topics you can easily apply to your own lifestyle, like the best times to buy TVs or flowers love flowers, and how to safely shop online to avoid scams, because scams still happen. You'll even meet a food waste warrior who talks about dumpster diving. Ooh, Travis would like that. Ooh, yes. And you'll hear from consumers just like you, as well as industry experts, breaking down unique and different ways to shop smarter, which you know we absolutely love. Frugal Living is hosted by Jim Marcus, an editor of Brad's Deals, and is available anywhere you listen to podcasts. So subscribe to join the conversation and learn something new about Frugal Living. And now it's will, time for... We'll read it. The Lightning, Lightning Round. We're all a little bit subdued today. It's a little cloudy. Yeah, it is. So today for the Lightning Round, um, we are going to check in with the small changes that we said we were going to make in our zero waste episode and also anything new that we may have implemented. It's fun to have these like check-in episodes. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've been around long enough to have check-in episodes. (laughs) Yes. You can see if we do what we say we're going to do, it's a little scary. Yeah, because we actually forgot last week was our third anniversary. That was our third anniversary of the show. But we can celebrate it today. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. We're so bad. Yeah, but we're happy to have been with you for three years. Yes. (laughs) And we're not going Happy three-year anniversary, Jen. Happy three-year anniversary, Jill. Okay, so what are any changes uh, you've made Uh, new or existing? So I still love my water bottle that has not gone away. I mentioned that in so many episodes past and it's still ringing true. And you bring it everywhere. (laughs) Yes, I do. I'm still utilizing my sewing skills. I'm going back to that, that episode where we talk about that. And one of the new things that I've implemented, I have talked about this on the food episode, but as far as sustainability and less waste, I put any, not any leftover foods, any leftover produce, veggies, fruit, juices, you name it, into my blender and make smoothies. That has been my most favorite, newest, sustainable hack 
as far as my groceries go and getting nutrients into my body. Mm. And of course, I wash my clothes on cold. That's like a no-brainer for Mm -hmm. me. Always. And occasionally I compost. I'm like in and out of composting these days. That sounds a lot like me. That sounds a lot like what I'm about to say. So reusable napkins yes, and dish Yes, tell towels, me about that. How's it going? Still, we all want to know. have not bought any paper towels since the last time I mentioned it. So that's something we do have the need for some disposable napkins. Uh, and what we will do is that if we get takeout – We just take the napkins from there and we save them. And we really haven't had to get paper towels because we just use the takeout napkins. And it's not like we take extra. We're only using what they've given us. We just, we don't throw them away like when we're done with the takeout. If it's a good napkin, we'll put it underneath our reusable napkins to use for later. So yeah, that has been going well. Still using a... uh, biodegradable toothbrush. So I have... I don't remember you talking about this. I switched to from plastic to bamboo toothbrushes. Mm. Yeah. So the actual handle of the toothbrush is compostable because plastic toothbrushes stay forever. Nothing about them is compostable. Mm. And so they every toothbrush that has ever been used is still in the world. Yum. Yeah. But I wanted to do that one thing to kind of lower my impact. And so for a full year, I've been using compostable toothbrushes. And actually my last two, I haven't even gotten rid of. So now I have like after three months of use, I put one in the spare bathroom. So just in case I need to brush my teeth in the spare bathroom, (laughs) I have a toothbrush there. And then the other one that I just stopped using actually is by the sink because I used it to clean some of Kai's shoes. And so now it's actually by the sink in case there's like grody stuff that I need a toothbrush to get into. Uh, How do you make sure you don't brush your teeth with the same toothbrush you use to clean Kai's shoes? I don't brush my teeth in the kitchen. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the one I brush my teeth... (laughs) No kitchen brushing. Right. So... Uh, The one I mainly use is in my bathroom, Mm. in my room. Good call. So that has been a great experience. I've been getting those on Amazon and very cheap. I buy four at a time and it's seven bucks. So that and um, mostly buying coffee at home, always using reusable mugs and water bottles. Kai keeps breaking my water bottles, so Mm. I have to keep using different ones. (laughs) Um, And this one I'm using right now is metal, so fingers crossed he doesn't shatter that one. Mm. But yeah, that's... um, Oh, and so here's, here's one other thing. This is new, but so I've been doing a lot of TikTok, and the main kind of video that I do is me writing on a notebook. But I feel bad every time I record the video because I have to use a clean sheet of notebook paper and I literally only use it for the video. So I have started writing on a whiteboard. Yes. And it's not as, I can't be kind of like as intricate as I was with the lined notebook paper, 
Mm. But um, it has made me feel better about wasting less paper. You could use like a thin electrical tape across it and put lines on it. I could. I think it's more the like dexterity with a pen versus a marker. Right. With my Mm -hmm. writing. So it's just going to take some getting used to, but it is a change that I just recently made. Love um, on TikTok. Yeah. Well done, Jen. Yeah, that's it. Well, that's all we got for you guys. Certainly hang out with us in our community on Facebook, Frugal Friends Community Group, and let us know what you're doing, whether it's checking in, being accountable on some of the changes you might have made over a year ago, or things that you want to be trying, or anything that we missed about how frugality pairs with sustainability. Love to see you over there. Yeah, you Love hanging out over there. Always have the best ideas in that group. I learn Mm -hmm. a lot. So I am interested to hear what you guys are going to say. Yeah. And thanks so much, everyone, for listening. We want to thank you also for your kind reviews on iTunes and Stitcher like this one. It's called Personal Finance That is Fun and Easy to Digest. It's from Agrintrice. Just guessing. Happens to be five stars. (laughs) This show is great. The hosts are super relatable and make learning about finance really interesting. I love the guests they bring on so far too. In a short amount of time, I already feel like I've learned so much and been introduced to other people too. If you're looking for personal finance that is easy to understand, this is it. Mm, If you making it easy to digest, we baby bird you personal finance. That is, and you are the mama bird, Jill, for sure. (laughs) Chewing it up, regurgitating it, just making it super easy to digest so you can leave the nest. Reusing and recycling. At some point. Absolutely. (laughs) And go build your own nest. And if you like the people we have on, we have a surprise for you this summer. So stay Mm. with us. If you were like, I I don't know if I'm, yeah, if I don't know if I'm going to stick with this podcast, but I like the people they bring on, definitely. Definitely stick with us through the summer. You're going to be in for a treat. But we want to also thank all of our friends who share these episodes on social media. So when you share the latest episode and tag us on Facebook or Instagram, we're going to add you to our monthly drawing. For every five tags and reviews we get every month, we give away a copy of the Frugal Friends Workbook. So keep leaving us those reviews on iTunes or Stitcher. Send us a screenshot to frugalfriendspodcast at gmail.com. That's how you'll get added into that drawing. Don't forget to tag us on social, all the things. Yes, and we will see you same time, same place next week. Bye. Frugal Friends is produced by Eric Siriani. Okay, Jen, I know you have to leave, but you need to hear this. Okay. So my friend, Sharon, shout out Sharon. She was just here and she's going to be back again. Anyhow, her son was in his room playing. She typically puts on a story podcast for him on her phone. He was playing Legos. That's how she left him. Then she walks by his room and hears my voice. And it's like, what is he listening to? Turns out he had changed from listening to his story podcast. Mind you, he's like five years old to listen to the Frugal Friends <laughs> podcast. And she was like, what are you listening to? He's like, oh, mommy, I like to listen to Jill and that crazy girl talk sometimes. <laughs>
And Why am I, I crazy? Love it. I don't know, but I am basking in the glory of not being the crazy one. Like, no, like, and even Eric was like, that's so amazing that he would consider Jen not the crazy one or the crazy one and not Jill. It's never happened to me in my life. I need to so, like confront this person, like the small person. No, you need to congratulate him because he's a five-year-old listening to the Frugal Friends podcast. Oh, and then he knew his favorite episode. He's like, oh, mom, wait, listen to this. And goes like picks this one episode, fast forwards it to this part where I go, I like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it. Apparently there's an episode where I do that. Now there's two episodes <laughs> where I do that, so we can listen to that. Oh my gosh, yeah. Sharon! You like can you just ask your son why I'm the crazy one? <laughs> I just maybe we're both crazy. He just knows my name. Like I like to listen to Jill talk, and maybe he said that other crazy girl. We might both be crazy. Who knows? Oh, maybe he thought I was Jill, like so many people do, and he really thinks <laughs> you're. He knows what my voice. I don't know, is, but so. like, how? When's the last time he saw you? Jen, you Does know he what? Know Just embrace this, okay? He listened to Jill and the other crazy girl talk, and at least he was listening. And he's going to be a financial guru. Well, just embrace it. I'm not excited with as me excited that about I'm this after show as you were. Not crazy. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.